This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hi everyone, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Um, We are super excited, I'm super excited today, Uh, I've had eight cups of coffee, that might be why, Um, to talk about some fun Halloween stuff. And with me today, I have my co-host, Super Vegan Brian. Hello! Everyone. (laughs) David something something the third. Hey, everybody. Hindu Anthony. What's up, or not. There oh, there he is. is. What's there up, Buttercup? <laughs> it, it took him a little while to force himself back into this reality after he's been gone so long. I mean, oh, we, I we, we send him away so far, eventually we're going to find a place where we just can't get him back from. So, yeah, Hopefully it's not. not. I, I just want to let you listeners know, Anthony's microphone is fine. It, it's just, he's he's sort of like like the kid in Stranger Things that is just kind of trapped and... He, he has to communicate with Christmas lights, and then those Christmas lights use the extra-dimensional portal to change it back into voice. Wow. That's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> very, very complicated. He's very, very far away. And today we have a special guest. Um, to me, he's the person that knows all the things about all the games, whether or not he's playing them. Welcome, Matt. Hello. It is, it is nice to be back, technically, even though technically. I feel like it. It's been, yeah, it's been years, plural? I don't know. No, I think it's only been like a year. Well, welcome back anyways. Yeah. Well, thank welcome, you. Welcome back, Matt. Yay. Welcome back, welcome, Matt. Welcome. Hey, Matt. Welcome, hey, welcome, welcome. Matt. Uh, <laughs> hi, Matt. Hello. 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 Anyway. All right. So who so, are you? Yeah, tell us uh, some stuff about yourself. I am... Uh, well, I, I, that's a good question. Is there anything of import that I need to discuss with the people? Uh, I think not, but, (laughs) um, all right, I'm going to tell you some stuff about Matt because he is too, uh, I don't, not shy. He just doesn't think as well of himself as I think of because he knows all the things about games, all the games, whether he plays them or not. Um, he plays everything from rpgs to video games etc anything to do with like gaming computer hardware and stuff he has taught me he has helped me with he knows a little bit about all the things so don't let him sit here and try to make it seem like he's not chill or cool or nerdy that is well, not was, no 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 true. hang on hang on hang on hang on man erica is quite the hype man 
Yeah, I wasn't saying any of that. I'm not trying to make myself into a big fucking loser. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say I was a loser. I said I was. I said I wasn't important. There's a difference. <laughs> there is not a difference. You yeah. are important. Well, oh, it, in comparison to, I'm not. Where I don't have like a project, or I'm not a a developer for anything. Because I know you guys have had some pretty cool and uh, and influential and and kind of high up important guests previously. Where I'm more like some guy that you happen to know. Well, yeah, but- well, that's just as important as any of the people we have that are developers or creators on, because you are the person that consumes the thing. That's You're the one that I- tells me when things are happening. I, I am get, at the consumer. Ah. I get Erica's perspective. I, I understand why she's like, Matt, you got to feel better about yourself. Because, you know, she grew up in her little mushroom house and had to worry about Gargamel always showing up. So she's like, you need to be proud of who the Smurf you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Buckle in, folks. It's going to be a good one. Oh yeah. Matt, you're not a loser. <laughs> so, you're not a loser, you can find Hey, I mean, I, yeah, it's that, we'll let we'll let the people decide on that. Listeners, one. I want to let you know it has been a while since I have not been the main host of an episode. I'm back. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not that true. I hosted a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh, I, but that, he likes to give me a lot knows. more shit. You were hosting. It was your first time. So I was really like in a guidance producer role, kind yeah, of watching everything in the background. Where with Erica, I'm just like, fuck you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just, you're the annoying sibling going, I'm not touchy. <laughs> so, I don't, so I don't have to be pedantic. One. Yes. All right. Correct. <laughs> Trust me. I'm going to get enough of it from him. All right. And, and me. So, so today, everybody. Today, uh, it is the week before Halloween, um, and we are going to talk about all things Halloween. We're going to talk about uh, everything from the commercial traditions to the, you know, entertainment that we love to the different religious parts of Halloween, because a lot of people don't realize there's religious uh, aspects to it as well. But before we do that... Oh, I'll do it. Awkward pause. But first... (laughs) We're going to play everybody's favorite. Look, it wasn't in the outline that I was supposed to say this, so I didn't realize. Yeah, I Erica, Brian was not, doing it. No, no, it's it in my old outline. It said Erica or David does it. So, but that line is taken out of the new outline. Mm-hmm. See, and, we try and change things up and it goes to hell immediately. We're pulling back the veil, everybody. You get to see the behind the scenes yeah. see, technical normally, problems that normally we have this is, here. Normally this is content you have to be a member of our Patreon to get. But uh, We are professionals. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're so, bringing uh, it straight to you. <laughs> so, uh, oh, but first... Man, I fucking fixed it. It was so hard. <sighs> but first... We're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Dirty With You, which is where we talk about the dirty things we've done over the past couple of weeks, and then we vote on them using Mike Myler's patented widgets. Uh, we have a tradition around here, so uh, guests will always go first. So, um, uh, Matt, what's nerdy with you? Uh, well, before I go into that, I have to say that was a very nice little radio announcer. We have a patented traditional widget system that we use to vote on here, so we were going to pass it off to our guests. Now, that what's dirty with you? <laughs> well, thank you. I try. <laughs> that was wow. that was good. Um, wow. I'm, it was almost like like wait wait don't tell me if you've ever David, listened to that. 
David is actually the only one here who has actual radio experience. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ha ha. Wait. That oh, yeah, works. that's right. You forgot. <laughs> it was a while ago. Leave me alone. I did radio yeah, stuff in high school. Does that count? No. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. it does. So I'm not Yay. the only one, but ha ha. I'm Man. the most recent one. Oh, Matt, did you say no? Oh, Jesus Christ, no, yes. David. Oh. You really have to do that? Do what? God, make fun of me for being old? Fuck you, too. I, I did what? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm confused. What, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I don't even know what he said. Okay, Erica. We're gonna we're gonna explain all of this in the bonus episode, but for okay. now, hey um, Matt, what was nerdy with uh, you? Uh oh yeah, right the the podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um well uh I dis- uh, not discovered, but I I stumbled upon a new game um that I think is very appropriate for the season. Um and I'm gonna kind of steal Erica's thunder. Hopefully she wasn't planning on talking about this, but uh it is a new co-op computer game called Phasmophobia, available on Steam now, um, where basically it's you and up to three other people um, go in to different locations and try and find ghosts that are haunted. It's basically Ghost Adventures, the game. You have a bunch of different equipment where you have you know, EMF reader and thermometers and UV lights and video cameras and motions, and you can buy all a whole bunch of different stuff. And you have to go to different locations and, and try and figure out what room there's a ghost in and then collect pieces of evidence to try and figure out what kind of a ghost it is. Is it a, a spirit or a demon or a jinn or an oni or whatever? And then there are different objectives. It's like, oh, are you supposed to take a picture of it? Are you supposed to cleanse the room using a smudge stick? Are you supposed to uh, uh, detect a room that is below freezing temperatures or all that? And in the process, you're also supposed to not die, which – uh, the ghosts, uh, unlike in real life, um, as far as we're aware, but you never know, uh, can, can and will kill you because they very much don't like the fact that you are alive and they are not. So I have been playing a ton of that. Erica has actually joined me, uh, for several games we were playing last night and I've been playing a lot with, uh, my brother as well. And that has been a ton of fun. It's really getting uh, into the Halloween, the spoopy Halloween spirit there. And so far, knock on wood, I have not died yet. I have not seen the creepy ghost fingers wrapping around your face as the dying animation in that game. So um, I've been enjoying that. It's been a lot of fun. I have to make a small tweak to how he described this game. It's like if Ghost Adventures had a baby with the game Clue. Because it's not just running in there and screaming at this ghost. It, Which you can you, do, though. You can, and you should, depending on, you know, where you are at, you know, and what you're doing. But you have to give it to you to figure out what type of ghost it is. That's the whole purpose of the game. And it's very cool. I have it to is. say, I very much enjoyed it. it, it yeah. It's reminiscent of, like, Fatal Frame, if you guys have ever- yeah, uh, Fatal Frame, kind of. Um, well, so Fatal Frame, it, you know, obviously ha- it's got a story, and um, you know, it's there's like a combat system where the pictures actually hurt the ghosts and all that. Yeah, uh, whereas, so. yeah, whereas this one's just kind of like you jump in, and a um, and the cameras are mostly just there to uh, make you money, so to speak. Like you can take pictures. Like ghosts will 
turn on sinks and when they turn on a sink the water that comes out is dirty instead of clean so you can take a picture of that for money uh or you can put salt down on the um on the ground and it will uh depending on the type of ghost, it could leave footprints. You can take pictures of that for money. Or sometimes the ghost will just appear and you take a picture of that. Uh, the funniest thing, though, is if one of the people that you're with dies, you can take a picture of their dead body and you get money for that, too. You know, insurance purposes. So, <clears throat> so what's really, I think, distinctive about this game, um, when we're talking, you know, because he brought up Fatal Frame, is what's distinctive is... The sound. Whoever who whoever put the sound soundtrack together did it perfectly. Because Matt and I were kind of talking about this last night. Like if you when you walk like into the building and out of the building, like the sounds change. So if it's raining outside and you walk into the building, you still hear it, but it's dampened. But there's this, <clears throat> and I don't want to say like eerie, like like woo sound. That's no, no. It's like. It's almost this low hum as you walk in the building to try to find the ghost. And that in itself is scarier than if there was like no sound, if it was just silent. There's like this real like barely audible hum that kind of vibrates and it makes you feel like you're in this dark room walking around with a flashlight. And I was telling, <clears throat> I was telling Matt, you know, because he and I have actually done some ghost hunting together at, at a pretty famous place, and it was super fun. But it was not as scary as this video game. So, well, which later which on the episode. blew my mind. <laughs> so, uh, but but all of that said, no, Matt, you did steal my thing, but I have a little bit more to add. So, I'll, when I get to me, I'll add some more to it. But in the meantime, Anthony, what? was nerdy with you it's been a long time i know you gotta have some stuff going on man lately i've been getting back into monster hunter world nice so my nerdy thing i was i've been like playing hardcore because they released the toughest hardest monster and um tell me a little bit about that game i've never heard of it before oh okay i i wasn't aware that you hadn't heard of it uh monster hunter is a game um it's very simple. You hunt monsters. It's it's probably. Yeah, but I was going to make a joke about it, but I couldn't find the unmute button fast enough. <laughs> right. It's it's it, the game. The game of it is actually uh, the game repeti- uh, cycle of it is actually very simple. Hunt monster. Make armor and weapon out of monster body parts. Hunt bigger scary monster. Make better weapon and armor out of their body parts. Hunt bigger scary monster. Make armor and weapon out of their body parts. And the cycle just goes on and on forever. Uh. <laughs> Now, the, the interesting thing is as you go on, the monsters get tougher. And so that goes to the thing of they release the biggest, baddest monster uh, called Fatalis. And I want to be able to kill him in time before the event ends because his armor and weapons are the best. So I had to do this quest um, called Don's Triumph against a thing called Alatrion. Um, Alatrion is this really crazy dragon that starts out in one element, uh, either fire or ice, and then he transitions into a dragon element, and then he transitions into his third element, which is the reverse of his first element. And if you don't do enough elemental damage um, to him while he's in his elements, his first stage, he does a nova attack that just fucking kills you 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 there's no if ands or buts about it you just die so i was like shit what am i gonna how am i gonna do this and i wanted to try to solo him because um it it, it 
this is actually one of those quests that's actually a little harder if you do it with a group. Because um, you get three deaths normally, but if you do it as a group and you fuck up and you don't do the damage, the Nova kills all of you. There goes all your deaths at once. Um, so I play a weapon called the Insect Glaive, which gives you like a bug. And I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll put all the elemental damage on the bug and I'll smack it with a bug. So for like a good, I don't know, three minutes, I was just throwing a bug at a dragon's face. Just just what? smack it in the face of the bug. Was the element tungsten? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have you actually don't have to justify that. I know it was bad. I I don't I yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was just I just, sitting there going, What's what's the funniest element to name? I just I just smacked him in the face with a bug until until he went Ah no, no, my powers no Ah, pocket bug. <gasps> pocket bug um, but that was the nerdiest thing I've done recently was um, hunting hunting dragons with bugs how about you David Theobald something 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 the third what have you done this recent <laughs> well I haven't done right. too much nerdy stuff at least from my own opinion uh, World of Warcraft dropped uh, what's called their pre-patch as everyone's getting ready for the new expansion Shadowlands to come out uh, they, came, they dropped a uh, uh, some new content and some big changes that have, people have been waiting for. There's a lot more customization options. They did the stat squish. So everybody dropped down from level 120 to level 50. Um, so they made leveling a lot easier. So I've been going back through and playing a bunch of older characters of mine and getting them up towards max level. And I've just I been... Uh, it did. That's yeah. weird. It, it, it is, but you get used to it real quick because they squished everything, so everything's appropriate as far as power levels and stuff. They also got rid of the corruptions, which was one of the uh, one of the main uh, features of the last expansion. There was the, the gear you had that had Nihilothan corruption on it, which is no longer a thing. They took everybody that was a level 120 and had stats that were up in the thousands of things, and they squished it all, so where thousands became hundreds. Oh, and that's, that's yeah, yeah, they actually they squished it. Well, no, they don't. They, they've only done it twice that I know of. I was, I was worried. No. I was worried when you said squish, they squished Anthony's bug. Ha! Yeah, no, yeah, so, so I've been playing a, a lot of WoW, trying to get acclimated to the new the new way of things, and a lot of the new customization options are cool. They, they're things that you can change that you haven't been able to since the game started. It's great. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing, playing WoW and going to work and playing lots of uh, D&D stuff. So, yay, always fun. Uh, okay, after me comes, hey, Brian, what's, uh, what's nerdy with you? Well, what's nerdy with me is... Um well, in the last episode, I said I was going to do sound engineer training, and I did that. Nice. I um, it was cool. I, I learned why my mic works. It does, which is really neat. Um, it is a condenser mic, and that's the reason why I'm able to stay a distance away from it and why if I talk too close to it, I get distortion. Makes sense. Um, it. I didn't know what the right mic distance for a Blue Yeti was, and apparently it's like a foot. <laughs> Good to know. Um, yeah, but if you, you turn the gain up, it can be even further. At the expense of getting that nice 
nice hissy background noise, depending on the ambient sounds in your room. Yeah, yeah, you really want the gain turned to nothing. I, Unless you're hooking it up to, into a mixer, then you want to turn the gain up a little bit because um, you don't get as much amplification. You know, it's funny. I actually have done a little bit of sound engineering as well because uh, I have to be the producer for our band and mix all the tracks and and produce the songs and stuff. Not Not that we have really done any of that yet but when all the stuff gets recorded it's going to fall onto me to actually make the final product so i too know what a condenser mic is that's cool i one of the the biggest benefits about this class is i got to use a ten thousand dollar programmable board <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah nice. you know you push a button and all the faders move on their own <laughs> Yeah, that sounds cool. nice. Yeah, we we the biggest thing we learned how to do was how to make a mix and then save it. Um, the other the other thing these boards can do is they can record tracks from a live performance, so you can do your mixing after the fact. Um, since we were mixing for um, playing things through a video stream um, on the internet, you you know you record it first and then you do your sound mix later. That was kind of cool. Um, that actually was just something I said I was going to do last time. Uh, my big nerdy thing this past couple weeks is I'm re-listening to the Dresden Files on audio, Audible. Nice. Um, I So I had not started in the last episode, and I am on book. You cut out, Brian. Oh, I cut out? Am I still there? You said you're, you're on books, and then it, it's... Oh, I had not started at the last episode, and now I'm on book seven. Okay, nice. Wow. Yeah. Because um, I told him he needed to listen to them because they're done very well. Yeah, oh. and, it, and it. I've also since I read the Dresden Files books two years before the most recent book came out, I felt lost on a few things. Mm. It does help to uh, refresh yourself with it every now and then. Uh, I I actually have an audible mention in that same vein. I finally caught up on Critical Role. It took me oh, a better part awesome. of a month, but I caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, did you ever finish that? <laughs> oh man, it gets good, man. It's worth it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I need to like. I I think I'm still at the point when they were like doing the pirate stuff. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think listening to the Dresden Files is probably warm up to being able to listen to Critical Role. <laughs> oh, I like listening to Critical Role. I, I I do like it. I just I don't know. I like I'll listen and then I'll binge it for a while and then I like lose interest and stop listening. And like so I go through cycles. <laughs> uh, well, Brian knows how I binge things. So I literally have been listening like nonstop for the better part of a month. Every single day I'll do two or three, sometimes four or five episodes. <laughs> and then. Oh, thank you. Sorry. My wife just handed me breakfast. So Ooh, she, nice. gets, she gets my she gets almost all my widgets just for that. Yeah. Um, and then. um. I have a life announcement. Um, Heather and I got the keys to our brand new house yesterday. Yay! Yay. Congratulations. That being said, thank you. That being said, Erica, what was nerdy with you? Well, first, welcome to being a homeowner. This is what was told to me before we purchased a house, and it's 100% true. Everything will break. At some point, just be prepared to have it fixed. Like, we've lived here three years, and I we've replaced so much stuff at this point. I was like, I don't I don't remember this, stuff, this much stuff breaking in an apartment. Well, but. it's actually funny that you say that. <clears throat> Heather, Heather got trapped in a room yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. 
in our first five minutes and we found out that the plate for the door is wrong and we're going to have to fix it today. But she's like, I, I, my, I'm in the backyard playing with the dog and my phone rings and I go oh, wow. and she goes, I'm trapped in the room. And I'm like, what? I can't get out. I'm like, I can't get out of the room. And I'm like, it, I'm like having trouble processing what's going on. Wow. So I go and I go to open the door and I can't the door and the hunt was happening <laughs> yeah and i go to open the door and i can't and i'm like okay let's analyze this mechanically there's something wrong with the plate so i pulled away from the plate and the door opened and yeah but yeah that happened on the, <laughs> the day we got the keys <laughs> oh man it's just just don't be surprised like because i even though that was me by my mother-in-law She's like, yeah, it's great. You have a house and it's your own. You can do whatever you want to and you have more space. But everything is going to break all the time. Something somewhere will be broken at any given point. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, sometimes it'll be really minor. and You'll be like, fuck it. I'll deal with it later. And then other times it'll be like, son of a bitch. We got to do this right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was not wrong. Not wrong at all. So, but welcome to being a homeowner. It's fabulous. I really enjoy having my house because when I walk in, I go, this motherfucker's mine. Nobody else's. Nobody has to tell, can tell me what to do. It's mine. I have, and I I wonder if I text you every once in a while for personal help with home stuff. He's like, (laughs) yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, good, good, good. All right. So what was nerdy with me? Um... Honorable mention was what Matt talked about earlier, phasophobia. Um, he texted me out of the blue and was like, hey, you got to download this game because I need somebody to play with. I can't get any further on my own. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I downloaded this game, not knowing what it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, I could only play so much by myself because uh, it gets pretty repetitive and it's really spooky. It was a lot more fun playing it with Matt. A lot more fun. I would play it a lot more if we could play together. Um, But playing it by myself is like, meh. And Amelia really likes it because she saw me. So so I didn't know how a lot of the mechanics worked. And um, Matt works third shift. So I don't get to ask him a lot of things very often. So I got on YouTube and I started watching people play it. Um, and I started watching this streamer called Vintex, and he's really, really good. He's really, he's really chill. It's almost like he's on Valium the whole time he's playing because the ghost can, like, jump out at him. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. Okay, dude. Like, there's no reaction <laughs> whatsoever. And so it's extre- extremely entertaining. Um, but I did that so that I would have a knowledge base. Uh, and then Amelia saw me watching the YouTube video. And she's like, what is this? like oh it's a game i just bought uh and these people playing it i'm learning how to play it and she's like oh my god so then she started playing so now amelia will play every now and again and then she scares herself and then she has to walk away but then she'll come back and she'll play it again it's very adorable and very entertaining um but that's my honorable actually thing that i did um, is I learned, thanks to David, how to use D&D Beyond. And I now have a D&D game that I am DMing Yay. that is going to be online, completely online. Um, and I've already set up, like, the first couple chapters. I've added in some of my own bad guys. I've, like, really, I've spent a lot of time, like, fleshing out 
like these encounters and everything with with the with knowing how sandboxy it is and i know that my team like my my group is just gonna probably go off and off the map but i've made it this is gonna be fun i can't wait yeah but i've made it flexible enough that i can throw the these encounters at them anytime so be prepared oh yeah But it's it's it was really exciting to learn how to use beyond. I went ahead. I know I I don't want to say I probably shouldn't have, but but I have a really good feeling about running this campaign, and I'm hoping to run the the one after it because uh, mm-hmm. we're running uh drag uh, water deep dragon heist. So I'm hoping to do uh the under mountain one. Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Uh, yeah, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um, so I'm hoping we get that far. Um, so I went ahead and I just purchased the, the D&D Beyond Extended, whatever, what do they call it, David? Um, uh, not the hero, the whatever level, whatever the, oh yeah, the the master, master the master level. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I went ahead and purchased master level and then I went ahead and purchased all the books on it. Um, not all, all the books. I don't have $800, but all the the books that I needed right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they give you like a group, like a, um, yeah, you can like you can sign up for the legendary pack or just the source book pack, which is what I've done. And yeah, so you could spend either like $400 or $800. And if it's $800, you get every encounter book, every, all, all the source, you get all of it. I'll yeah, every, everything. And you get discounts on future purchases. and. Yeah, well, it, I don't have that kind of money. It is nice. Yeah, yeah. And where we ran into a problem is David was going to let me, his account, just going to create it, and then we could all share it. But found out you can only have three active games where you're allowed to share the resources at a time. Yeah, I was already doing that for a couple other groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. So, which is probably why they had that in there. So, uh, the the long short of it is, I learned how to use D and D Beyond to run an online game, which I have never done before, and I'm very excited to start. Oh yeah, two weeks, right? Two weeks. Can't wait. Two it's gonna be fun. I know. Oh, I'm playing Matt. Oh me? Oh, I'm playing a human rogue name. Oh, you ready for his name? Yes. His name is Tony Spagoni. Oh dear God. Oh, yeah. What? What? Why do you think I was doing the bad New York accent before that? I, that is... I didn't say it was bad. It was actually a pretty good New York accent. It really did kind of sit in the Brooklyn area. It, it reminded me of Joe Pesci and Goodfellow. This is, this, this is going to be funny then because I'm playing a dragonborn monk named John Harris, who for some reason everybody calls me Little John. I don't know oh, why. Hey, I am very hey little big. John, what are you doing over there? Come are on. Are you playing hey, we gotta... game? Yes, oh, I'm playing yeah, Erica's game. Yeah, playing my game. Hey, look, look yeah. at this. We got, a couple, we got a couple of little idiots going out of here. We're going to go do an adventure some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> and it's really funny because so every, every single one of the people has created a funny character. I have two people that aren't done yet. My husband and his best friend, Wes. But uh, Brent is playing, and he is playing Bo Derek the Cleric. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Bo Derek the Arcana Cleric. The Arcana oh, Cleric. Geez. I'm sorry. And then my sister, uh, is, Rachel, is playing Rennie of Orange, who apparently uh, is fascinated by the color orange. And anything the color orange, she becomes obsessed with. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> so everybody left to their own devices just started creating these hilarious characters. Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite is John as an acolyte has the flaw that he's constantly quoting scripture wrong. Yes, I know. I'm very excited to hear <laughs> oh, that. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I mean, a, a bird in the hand is worth three somewhere else, as Bahamut yeah. once said. Yes. You know, <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways. <clears throat> so, Matt, where are you going to put your widget? You get oh, six of them. Six. Oh, that, that was actually going to be my question. Oh, man. This is a tough one. Uh, hmm. I think I am going to give three. No, I'm going to give four widgets to uh, Erica because I am super excited and looking forward to playing this campaign. I have been annoying the heck out of my girlfriend and my coworkers and my family practicing Tony Spagoni's voice and his idioms and everything. So I I cannot wait. It's like a, hey, forget about it. <laughs> we're, we're going we're going to go oh, fight man. some shit. I don't know. I don't even I don't care. I'm just looking for you know you looking for a guy to sell you some shit or find some shit you want to buy, I'm your guy. You don't worry about it. <laughs> and uh, so I was going to give four of yeah four of my widgets to Erica, and I think the other two are going to go to Brian. Uh, not necessarily for his nerdy thing he did this week, but I missed the last one. Uh, but I can always appreciate the education and the intricacies of sound engineering ever since I started learning about it. So um, we're going to do a four-two split, I believe. And then I don't know who's next. Um, who would be? I think it might be uh, Anthony. Anthony, I believe. Anthony, you got six widgets, man. Who gets them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm the big dog now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm. You're the man now, dog. I am the dog man now. You gotta say if with your accent, it's you're not the, as funny. If you're the, if the big dog, then Erica is the Chihuahua with attitude. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I just want to point out, most big dogs are terrified of little dogs. Two pounds of terror, man. Well, yeah, yeah. because you're like right there at ball biting level. <laughs> and if we're using the dog analogy, then I'm like um, a Afghan hound. You're like a Great Dane. Am I a Great Dane? He's giant. He's you're an excellent Dane, You're an excellent Dane. No, you're an excellent Dane. In in that uh, Reddit that I saw, where you're like, <laughs> like I saw that, and I mean, it was like if Brian was a dog, that would be the dog. <laughs> this this episode is very close, starting to become just the What's Nerdy with You episode. So if we're gonna yeah, have any we do time have to for topic, yeah, sorry guys. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw all six at Brian because he got a house. That's so cool. Yes, for winning through not doing nerdy things. <laughs> Actually, David. some some would argue that is a very nerdy thing. David Theobald, something, 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 something. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to give uh, Erica four and Brian two, just like Matt, because, wow, can't wait. Uh, after me comes Brian. You've got widgets. Where do you put them? Um, I'm going to give myself all six of my widgets. Wow, that's a first, I think. You, you are know, a terrible person. I'm not hosting, so all of my evil gets siphoned into one place. Uh, you've got you're you're wearing the goatee, aren't you? I uh, I, I I actually always am. 
<laughs> and last but not least, Erica, you've got uh, six widgets. Where do you put them? Uh, I guess I'm going to give all six of my widgets to Matt for introducing me to this fun little game. Yeah, I very much enjoy it. Thank you. That's awesome. So with that, Brian's a terrible person, and he wins. By a landslide. Well done, sir. Yeah. Well, I could have gave myself all my widgets, but I still wouldn't have won. It no. wasn't worth it. But then I also feel like that would be unfair to Matt, so, you know. Yay. All right. Well. Yay. All right. Yeah. So let's move on to our topic, guys. Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, Halloween. We were doing that. Yeah, that's right. We have a topic today. It's, yeah, it's we only do. 45 minutes in. Yeah. Well, so, so the way we do this, and I, I, I right, you're not hosting. I know I'm not hosting, but I, 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 who says I don't explain it? It's not in the outline. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so enough. I can. Um. So we have a round robin. The round robin goes: Matt, Anthony, David, Brian, Erica, and each person asks a question. Starting with Erica's going to ask Matt a question. And then Matt's going to ask Anthony a question. We have a bunch of sample questions in our outline that we all have. But it can be any question about the topic or not on the topic if you're so inclined to create a tangent. So, um, Erica, what question do you have for Matt? So I've known Matt quite a while. So I I guess my question for Matt is I know you scary because it's something that we share. We both love scary mm-hmm. games. We love ghost hunting. We love scary movies. What is it about scary things this time of year that that draws you? And why why are they so much fun for you? That's a good question, honestly. Um, I think that uh, the reason that at least I'm attracted to uh, the horror genre, horror genre, <laughs> in the... <laughs> In the in the first place is that it's kind of like a controlled adrenaline spike um, because you know there are a lot of people that go and they do things like rock climbing or bungee jumping or skydiving or all that that gets your adrenaline flowing pretty well um, but you get that same kind of uh, surge from being spooked and. I think it's in a much more controlled environment, but at the same time, it's also one that really stimulates your imagination and kind of plays on, um, you know, what your mind can do. So I find that really interesting um, just because it can go in so many different ways. Um, you know, you've got you've got your paranormal, your ghost stuff, like, you know, what we've been talking about. Uh, you've got, you know, the horror genre that's extraterrestrial, you've got aliens and all that. And then you've got your, your good old fashioned monster movies and games and stuff like that too. So, um, those, those are just, it provides different kinds of, um, different kinds of, uh, entertainment, but I think all of it just comes back to that. It's, it's scary and it's fun and it gives you that, that kind of, adrenaline boost without it being really dangerous and it allows your imagination to run wild afterwards so i really think that that's why i enjoy uh, i'm I'm really glad you said that because i think it really is like an adrenaline boost because there are people that love scary stuff like you and i do like and we also love roller coasters we're big fans of roller coasters so we love same thing yeah it's the same thing we love that like jolt of adrenaline but under a controlled like 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 you said, like bungee jumping or rock climbing or, or something dangerous like that. That's not controlled enough for me <laughs> to feel comfortable doing it. So, but I really do 
and enjoy like you know roller coasters and scary stuff but then there are people that don't like david david you don't like this stuff at all right i am not a fan no have you do you like why aren't you a fan i know i know it's not my turn to ask david a question but i have to know because matt brought up a really good point well uh, from a lot of people enjoy that that rush they get when they get scared of something, and I don't. It's just it's not something I enjoy. So, so what gives you an adrenaline rush then that uh, you enjoy? I I don't really. I'm kind of lame in that way. I I don't enjoy adrenaline rushes. Yeah, it's like a, ah. a more of a laid back kind of. I don't want to feel like that. I get yeah. It. I I find more enjoyment of just you know relaxing and you know playing games and hanging around and. I'm not a big fan of the, like, I'll never go skydiving. I'll never, I don't, it's just, it's not for me. I don't like <laughs> to, that feeling. To kick in my own little opinion here, I'm I'm in the, I'm in the in-between both worlds. Like, I like any kind of thrill. I love the imaginary thrills like horror movies and roller coasters and stuff, but I also like to go rock climbing, and I like to go yeah. 30 miles an hour on my bike down a hill. I mean, I'm not a fan of roller coasters either. It's just, it's not my, yeah. I'm I'm not wired that way you I just guess. you just don't like you just don't like that spike that just makes you really uncomfortable to have that yeah it's it's it it kicks in my fight or flight and then my my anxiety kicks into overdrive and it just it's it's not fun <laughs> fair enough fair enough all right so i asked more questions than i was supposed to matt you get to ask anthony a question <laughs> Got it. All right. Anthony, I'm going to be honest. I don't know you that well. So I'm going to kind of make this a real general question and, and let you let you run wild. What what would be your kind of favorite spooky, horror, scary thing just kind of in general? What do you enjoy in the horror genre? I love zombies. I think zombie zombies. I do. Uh, anything specifically? Uh, like... Uh, yeah, what both, kind of yeah. zombie? You know, I I need to chime in here, Matt. I want to ask which kind of zombie is your favorite because you got like the fast ones and the slow ones and the necromantic yeah. ones and the juju ones and like the yeah. D&D zombies are different from the yeah yeah like yeah you um, have you have George Romero zombies you have Twenty Eight Days Later zombies you have voodoo zombies yeah well, I don't, World I don't War Z, like you have World War Z zombies from the movie and World War Z zombies from the book which are two entirely different species They're very different yeah I don't <laughs> like fast zombies um I, I I tend to like the like large group slower moving zombies I don't know something about this like menacing large group of like undead things just slowly marching towards you is a little bit scarier than like one thing moving really fast. Um, I don't know. I kind of, let me jump in here. I kind of like the premise that the fresher a zombie is, the faster it can move, but the more decrepit as like the muscle and the sinew and everything starts to decay, the slower it becomes. I I like that premise. It's more scientific. I mean, that, well, well, yeah. You see that in his letter. You also see that in um, the Zack Schneider, um, Dawn of the Dead, where the, the fresh ones run and they sprint at you where if they've been around for a while, they shuffle a little bit more. Well, it seems to make more sense because if you're dead, you can't feel pain ideally, right? Like the whole idea is that you can't feel pain. So whatever your actual body is capable of, it's going to go to the max if you're hunting, if you're a predator. So for me, that seems to make more sense. What is your favorite zombie movie, Anthony? Um, I, I, you know, I want to go with actually the original Dawn of the Dead. The original one was really good. I liked it a lot. I know it I, was like 
I know it was like pretty old and cheesy, but I still think it's a very good one. I can totally see that for you too, because you probably appreciate the social commentary more than most people. Right? Yeah, yeah. It had like um, it had a lot of um, it had a lot of things going on underneath the veneer of just the spooky, scary zombie movie. Because um, in the original Night of the Living Dead, the social commentary was um, the idea of the other and the fear of the other. And there was some racism brought into the social commentary where in Dawn of the Dead, it was all about consumerism. Yep. Um, and then <laughs> – no, no, I agree. I, I agree 100 percent, especially uh, like uh, you had like the black guy in the first movie and um, there's that one racist asshole who was in there and he was just kind of like – Oh, I'm not going to work with him. And it's like, you're all going to die because of your racism. Something stupid. Yeah, um, I really, I really, that's a really good pick. That's actually one of my favorites. Like, and then, I just, sorry. And then no, there's also say, the I fact. Like the Barbara thing that we're coming to get you, Barbara. Right. Like talking about what, what Brian was talking about when you're talking about the other. I feel like that's very, especially right now, it's very. You know, like the, you know, like they're it's coming to get you, but, but who, but who's coming to get you? Like it's, it's very vague. It's like anything other than yourself. So I really like that. Good pick. Good pick, Anthony. Thanks. And then, uh, did you know in the original, the original, when it first came out, a bunch of people got super like grossed out and sickened by the movie and they threw up and like left the movie, like left the theater. And I like that. Wow. Little bit of, I like that little bit of history about it. <laughs> I did not know that. That's kind of funny. It also kind of shows you now when we watch it, we're like, eh, it's whatever, and all the special effects and, and all and all the media that we have right now. That, but back in the day, they're like, I can't believe the realism. This looks like I can't even. Well, yeah, because the special effects was they literally grabbed animal organs. So the special effects were real organs and real blood. <laughs> Well, right. It's just it's one of those where you go. It's it, it's it's dated, but if you knowing that is actually I think grosser than watching the movie. <laughs> just right. Having, yeah. these, <laughs> having these people going like trying to keep a straight face and going, oh, I'm dying. It's like, oh, there's a possum liver on me. Yeah. <laughs> or it's whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like lay there. We're gonna put a pile of like pig intestines on your stomach and then put this like flesh colored sack over, and then they're gonna rip it out, and we're gonna pretend like these. Pig intestines are yours. Yeah, try try and wriggle around a little bit, make it look real. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. So, um, it says I am supposed to ask David Theobald the third. Hi Oliver. Yeah, you got a cracker. Right, Sorry, no that's point. my kids. They're coming to show me their crackers. David, yes. David, my friends, my pal, my buddy. What's up? What is your favorite Halloween tradition? Um, uh, I mean, well. I do enjoy passing out candy to kids, which sadly I don't think is going to be a thing this year. But that's uh, otherwise I don't really have the Halloween tradition. So <laughs> I can bring my kids to your house and you can pass them out candy. Uh, sure. I'm with I'm it. putting well, a giant bowl of candy out on the porch and I'm just hoping people use the honor system. Yeah. I oh, wait, wait, what you need to do is you need to put the giant bowl of candy out there, but still watch like a door. And then when some dickhead kid comes out, you'd be like, only day one and open and then close the door real quick. <laughs> 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 All right. That's pretty good. Well, alternatively, um, my my mother-in-law was saying that you could get these like goodie bags 
and fill them up. So you have like 30 different or 40, 50 different bags of individual, you know what I mean? So they can just walk up and pick one. Yeah. But then again, you run into the same problem of what's to stop someone from grabbing like eight of them. I I want to chime in here. I, I, for a long time have been wanting, ever since I saw people sticking the balls at their front door, I would love to set up some kind of rig where you have the bowl at the front door and it has the only take one and a sign and you set it up. So one person is watching and they check to see if people are taking more than one. And another person is inside a compartment underneath the bowl with the ability to shove their hand up into the bowl wearing like skeletal stuff on their hand so they can like reach out and scare the crap out of whoever took more than one candy. Huh. Uh, it wasn't that complex, but I, um, one year was on a friend's porch and I put, I basically stuffed straw in my sleeves and put a mat, like a big, like football, like, you know, that goofy football face head mask thing that goes over your entire head. So it made, and, and like kind of limp look limp there. So it made it look like I was a stuffed scarecrow and I would jump out at people. And, and it got because it didn't look like I was a person. It looked like I was an, uh, uh, a decoration. So it wasn't quite as complex as, you know, coming from the candy bowl. But I have done something similar to that. Well, we have my stepdad to... did something like that. Oh, my God. I have to say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. I have to say this. So to Matt's point, when we were kids, um, my stepdad, Chuck, would we had this halt like pillar front porch thing is pretty long and he would put up boards to make it like a tunnel so it'd be super dark in there and then he would put on like purple lights and strobes and stuff and he wore all black and stood in a corner and my mom would sit at the front door with like this cauldron of candy handing it out and whenever kids would be like jerks or something he would jump out and just like this like this person in all black would jump out from the wall screaming and we had so many kids just run from her front door. That's funny. <laughs> Sorry. Can, I was going to say, can I also just chime in and be like, we asked David and then now we're all chiming in and he barely <laughs> said anything. On, on welcome Sorry, welcome to, I just want to point out, Matt, that you're on a nerdy discussion podcast and it's not just a one person gets the question. Everybody gets to chime in. Oh, oh, I know. I just thought it was funny. We're just, we're, and I'm doing it right now. We're just also, all you know, David. also fuck David. I mean, why does his opinion matter? I mean, right, David? Damn. All right. <laughs> That's how it is. Oh, no, David's opinion matters. It's just, you know what? It's just not his favorite time of the year. He just doesn't nope. have the love for it that we do. Nope. So that's what I said. I don't really have a necessary. Te- technically like a tradition or anything for it if anything i just give out candy if uh, for the yeah i pretty much just give out candy fall traditions it doesn't even have to be spooky or scary or halloween related uh, not really i mean the the my I, family I is the tradition that david has he he plays wow and he plays dnd yeah, that's a big part of it. But uh, <laughs> most of the traditions I have are all family based. So we do we do Thanksgiving is a big family deal, and then Christmas. And other than that, it's as far as fall goes, it's no, nah, not really anything overly overly real, done or anything. Real low key season for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, October is actually the busiest month for my family. Oh yeah, well, because my family on um, my mom's side is Hispanic. 
So the big uh, the big holidays are big to do's usually. So like back before my grandma passed, we would always go to her house and it was always, you know, 10, 15, 20 people over there for Thanksgiving and then 10, 15, 20 people over there for Christmas. And it was a giant, giant to do. And there was always lots of planning involved and cooking. And it was so and we were kind of just, you know, gearing up for that scene to get ready. And it's one of those things that like when I was a little kid, I used to love Halloween. But then, you know, I've, I've just yeah, I'm not a fan of of being uh, I'm not a fan of indulging in what a lot of people do for the season. So it's very, very low key for me. I don't, I don't do a lot. <laughs> That's fair. This has been the most low key season for my family ever because we're not doing trick or treating. Um, we normally go to haunted houses and haunted hayrides. Um, yeah. Like even ever since Amelia was like two, we, we've always done that. Um, so this year would have been the first year that Rowan could really go. So that was kind of sucky. Um, and then we have like our religious traditions that we do on top of all of it. So it's very like October. I normally take like, like more days off in October than I do in December. That, that is just such a big month for my family. So you. David, uh, Brian's next. Do you yes, got a question yes, for yes. him? Um, yeah, Brian, what's the uh, best costume you've ever seen? The best costume I've ever seen. Um, Erica was actually there. Um, we went to a nightclub and there was a costume contest and there was a dude dressed as a soldier carrying Osama bin Laden in a cage. Oh, wow. fuck. I forgot about that. That was... <laughs> I have seen that kind of costume for but this was done so well it, it was, was it was really good it was absolutely homemade it yeah. the marine looked very real the way he had it set up is that the the soldier was a dummy from the waist up and the dummy's arms were dummy arms and they were holding the cage and then osama bin Laden was inside the cage and his arms were the arms of a person and his face and upper body were all, and he was like shaking the bars of the cage as he walked around. It was so cool looking. It was so good. When yeah, was this? Like what year? Like 2002. Uh, yeah. 2003? Okay. I was gonna say it was probably was this probably like pretty close to 9/11. I was. It would have been like oh, yeah. right after. Yeah. Yeah, not right right after, but yeah, like a year after. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Was so I'm assuming that the 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 um like mannequin or dummy was kind of like leaning back behind so that the cage was pushed up against the the dummy's stomach or was it kind of like on his back it was it was like the the dummy was holding it on his stomach and he it was like leaning back so it okay. really it, and it and the legs were offset from the body of Osama bin Laden just enough that it didn't look like they were connected it was made it was construction constructed very well it it, this it was had at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, this was at a nightclub. I feel like that's that that whole design would be kind of the antithesis of what you would want at a nightclub. Uh, consider well, it was a costume contest on Halloween. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. still, if you're at a nightclub, I, I assume that afterwards you're you're planning on being at the nightclub for the rest of the night. Well, one of the great things about costumes is you can take them off. Yeah. That's not the point of having a costume <laughs> at a nightclub. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna go to Halloween, I, I, this is even coming from someone who hates even thinking about attending a nightclub. It's like if you're gonna go to a nightclub on a costume night, 
I assume that the general idea is to then go out and dance and drink in that <laughs> costume. But I feel Matt, like you you really seem to have a beef with this person. If you like, when we use our portal at the end of the episode, we can try to contact this person back in time and you can tell them what you feel. <laughs> wait, 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 when you use the what? When we use our extra dimensional portal at the end of the episode, we can contact the dude dressed as Osama bin Laden, random dude dressed as Osama bin Laden in a cage in a costume contest at a nightclub. And then you can tell him exactly how you feel because you seem to have strong feelings about it. I mean, it's so it's just logistically, I feel like there could. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad he had a good costume, but I feel like the time and place, man. I just love how I brought up this costume that we saw almost that that we saw almost twenty years ago, and that's like fuck this guy, man! How inconsiderate (laughs) for him to show up at a nightclub wearing an impractical costume where you know he can't really dance, he can't really do anything. He just did it to win the to win the prize for the costume. How greedy is that shit? I mean that's well, okay. Selfish. No, all right. Well, what? what that, no, all right. I, it's not selfish. I was just saying. I feel like it was poor planning on his part, unless he just literally decided to go there and then leave. But I feel like that's not the plan that most people have. But you know, that's my two cents. Anyway, um, to we're gonna add have to, to have it. To circle back to this this portal thing because I have no idea what you're talking would, about. Would you like to hear about the costumes that Erica and I wore when we went to this thing? <laughs> I don't even uh, remember yeah. what I wore. Yeah. What did I wear? Obviously. We were so lame. We dressed in formal clothes. We didn't even wear costumes. We just wore oh. the most formal clothes we had. Yeah, that's And right. people kept on asking me if I was a gangster, if that that's what true. my costume was, because I was wearing a gray suit. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm going yes, to dress up this way and whatever. It's like, are you a this? And you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's my costume. I am... Whatever anybody asks me, I am a mimic. Oh, not a mimic, a, uh, a shapeshifter or something. Oh, I would love to go as a mimic for Halloween. Just a real, real lanky, toothy boy. As a door with a face or something like that. That would be great. Um, I am going to ask Erica a question. Um, okay. You know, there are some spooky things going on around Halloween. We have movies and, and video games and stuff, and we also have real life. I know for a fact you have been a little bit of a you had a little bit of a ghost hunting hobby at times. What is the most haunted place you have ever been to? And tell us about it. Uh, OK, so ghost actual ghost hunting is very subjective if you don't have scientific instruments. So I can tell you of ghost experiences that I have had. Um, but if we're talking about legitimate ghost hunting, I think the only time that I have ever done that with, you know, well, uh, the specific question is what is the most haunted place you have ever been to? I just gave okay. everything else was just preamble. Okay. Uh, so the most haunted place that I ever have been to, um, would have to be in San Diego. And there's a house in San Diego. Um, God, the name is escaping me, Brian. What's it called again? It's called the Whaley House. The Whaley House. Yeah, God, geez. yeah, it's the Whaley House. That was a and bad we'll- answer, though. I got to say, the Whaley House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the most haunted place. <laughs> um, that I have ever been. That's where I've had the most interactions. Um, 
and I know half the people listening to this is going to be like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I'm a really sensitive person, like dead or alive. Like I get feelings and images from people. Um, it's usually why I'm so good at talking to people. Um, because you know, when they're like, I can kind of like feel things like radiating off of people. And I, I know that's going to make me seem like a wacko or whatever, but it doesn't matter what you believe. I, I am what I call an empath. So I pick up stuff a lot. Um, I'm not a psychic. I don't know a bunch of shit. I'm not like whatever. I just, I can like pick up feelings and images off of people. So when I went to the Whaley house as a kid, as a kid who had no idea that this was only happening to me, like, uh, and not other people, um, I saw a lot of things and I heard a lot of things. Um, in broad daylight, it wasn't nighttime. I don't want anybody to think this was like my parents were taking me out at night to this spooky place. This is just a historical place that we would visit. And I got so overwhelmed of the sadness that was in the house that I actually had to go outside and throw up. So, um, yeah, that was like, I, I saw children playing there. I saw a woman crying in a rocking chair. And when I say I was a kid, I was like nine. And, like, nobody else saw what was fucking happening. So it was kind of crazy. Um, but that's the, that's, that's the most haunted place I have ever been I'm to. I'm going to back up and what? say I have Whaley House. Also, with Erica, I have been to the Whaley House, so she can attest that this is true. <laughs> but I threw up after being in the Whaley House. Yeah. It is a not pleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no opinion as to why I get so sick when I'm I, – I have – theories but i i don't really go in one direction or the other i my my latest idea is there is some kind of source of infrasound near that house that causes feelings because either that or it's there is some kind of spiritual energy there or something because it it's the strangest thing i i've never been to a place like that where i go there and i just feel so ill yeah you do you just feel really 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 sick yeah. And I actually like saw things, but like, I mean, people have seen things because there's been like high electromagnetic fields as well. Right. So it's not, I mean, tomato, tomato, right? Like we can, we, we're not here to debate whether or not it's real. I can just tell you like my experience. So, but yeah, that's the, that's the most haunted place I've ever been to. But this is very cool. This is what Matt and I did together when we're talking about ghost hunting. We got the awesome chance to go to the Waverly Hills house or sanatorium. What is it, Matt? Sanatorium? Is that right? Uh, uh, Is it sanitarium or sanatorium? I can't remember. One's for crazy people and one's for people with TB. It's the one for people with TB. It's a sanatorium. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah, it's so, the one that was featured on um, Supernatural. They did an episode where they went there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Huh. Oh, so, <laughs> all right. So Matt and I got this crazy, awesome uh, chance to go. So we went um, at night to do ghost hunting all night, all night long. Overnight. Uh, over, yeah, overnight. <laughs> with uh, we, had an, an, we had an EMF, right? We had EMF. We had a spirit box. We had cameras. We had uh, audio recorders. Yeah, voice recorders. Um, 
think that was it. I don't think we yeah. brought a thermometer. No, we did not. We did not bring a thermometer, which in hindsight, probably a good idea to have done. But well, yeah. <laughs> but we spent all night walking this sanatorium from like the 1920s tuberculosis, like all night. Uh, and it was super fun. And we actually caught shit. Matt has the recordings. I've yet to actually get a copy of them. <coughs> But we actually caught <laughs> voices uh, on them. And maybe Matt can send them to you, Brian, and you can put them at uh, in uh, the Patreon or something for people that, you know, like ghost stuff like we do. Um, but we we actually caught one saying my name, which was terrifying. Oh, it was through the spirit box. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if people don't know what a spirit box is, basically what it is is you, you um, it's a radio that cycles through frequencies relatively quickly so when you have it normally it just sounds like because it's just going through radio frequencies so fast that you can't really tell what's going on but the theory is is that there if there's a, a ghost or a spirit or whatever nearby and you're asking it questions it can actually uh, i guess nudge or influence the radio enough to the point where it can hold or, or pick out specific words on a radio frequency that make those more clear and, and use that to communicate in a way. And uh, basically what we were doing is we were in uh, what would have been the lobby of the mm -hmm. building. And we were sitting in a circle and we were trying to talk to, we were trying to see if anything was there and we were, fairly certain that something was there and we were and Erica was asking questions and we're like you know, I what's had the heebie-jeebies in that place like oh yeah and and you kept getting oh my so, God. like you kept getting poked or prodded or something yeah, it yeah did, like it, something kept touching me it, it already didn't like you and yeah. um you, you asked the question did you say Steve and then right at the tail end of you saying that the spirit box very clearly goes Erica yep and it was I remember as fuck. I remember listening to the recording in the car on the way home with just a set of really crappy earbuds we bought at a gas station. And I go, hey, Erica, you want to listen to this? <laughs> and she about pooped her pants. <laughs> I did. I absolutely oh, did. Because awesome. it seemed to be, whatever it was, seemed to like, and I don't know if it be is because I'm an empath and like they know like I can feel them or hear them. But like. It just kept touching me. Like, it's, you know, like, if there's, like, shivers, right? It was like that, but, like, from my shoulder. Like, it felt like there was, like, like somebody grabbed, like, physically grabbed my shoulder. And then it was just like, ugh. <laughs> it was really terrible. I don't hate you for it. I do. <laughs> I want to let everyone know here that um, Erica already knows I believe in. Nope. Um, she knows that my opinion is a lot more complicated than that, but I, I do. do not believe in ghosts. I, I think uh, I could guess based on based on like the religious things I know about Brian. I think I could. No, guess. I don't think mm -hmm. you can. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We'll, I'm we'll discuss it. Let's discuss it um, during the Patreon episode um, because because we are going to wrap things up and. We're going to get into the extra dimensional portal, 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 portal. So, whoa, 
Did I lose everyone? No, no, it was just oh, a really awkward long pause. No, I something to happen. I have my I have the portal here, and as soon as Erica started the intro, it was like we had all this distortion. That was crazy. Matt, you had some questions about oh, the so, real yeah, technology I, that no, our podcast yeah. is in possession back, of. I was gonna say, back back up. You keep saying extra dimensional portal. What are you talking about? So when we started the podcast, we received some hardware. We all had hardware that we we had received. And, you know, we just figured, you know, we signed up for SoundCloud and we figured that that is stuff you get when you start a podcast. And, you know, over time, um, what the first strange thing that happened was um, Anthony started getting whisked to different times and places and was able to report from them. And then we learned that this technology is a is a technology that allows us to travel to anywhere in time or space or fictional worlds. And, you know, we use it to report on things and, you know, be a podcast and be able to get more information from the different fictional places that we can contact. It's great. You're fucking with me, right? No, no. It's it's this real technology. You know, some would call it science fiction technology. And then we, we, we managed to get it as a podcast and we use it for podcast stuff. So, uh, uh, all right. Assuming this isn't just some elaborate thing that you're trying to get me to believe, and and then I'll go, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. And everybody goes, ah, I gotcha. No, let let me let me let, let me see if I get this. You have. Let me just get this straight. You guys have in your possession some sort of technology that allows you to go into what sounds to be any sort of fictional or real time and place you have this at your disposal with 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 seemingly no limits well yeah it's kind of great it allows us to it allows us to contact anyone from any time or place we can even use it to travel to different times and places we have to be careful because we might change things but um we can go to fictional worlds and talk to fictional things and um go to real world and talk to actual historical things we've learned a lot that way um, actually, we went. Erica actually went to real world Salem and changed yeah, things. Yeah, which was you know that was uh, she actually saved about what was it like thirty people that would have died if you hadn't have gone. That I mean yeah. it was accidental. She was trying not to change anything, right? Yeah. Erica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I wasn't trying to change anything, but you know. Considering what I did change, you know, and there's only like 32 people that actually died now. I feel like, you know, halving that number is uh, was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. So again, time out. You guys have this, and and 2020 is still proceeding as it is. Yeah, about that. Well, yeah. Well, we're we're not we're not able to make massive influential change. I mean, we have a little bit of margin of error that we can we can work with. You I mean, we don't want to get. Look, every well, time you try and fix something, something else breaks. Generally, it's it's not an exact science. Well, I'm I'm yeah, becoming. And then there's other things that that we've tried to change. I mean, everybody talks about like, what if Hitler never happened? We tried that. That didn't work out. That did not work out at all. There's just some things like history won't let you change. One of the things you need to understand, Matt. So. You see us having this limitless technology that allows us to connect to all time and space. And we're using it frivolously because we're just observing and reporting and stuff and trying not to make changes. So you're like, oh, we live in 2020. Wouldn't it be great if um, 
if we could go and make that not happen, don't you think we have tried? Yeah, remember Murder Hornets? Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, uh, Speaking of Murder Hornets... Should I be thanking you for the murder hornet? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, we, we, no. we tried to change things, and then murder hornets happened. And we were like, fuck. Did you guys know that they found the first nest of murder hornets in America? Yeah, yes. I did. I just saw that. Yep, 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 yep. You're well, welcome, you guys. guys. Maybe. Yeah, that's us trying to fix shit. And it's, there's, only so, there's only so much you can change, or history will let you change. Before, like, there's, like, these terrible repercussions. Like, There's there's also a lot more involved. I mean, you're obviously not listening to the podcast because there's so many things that happen in this narrative of our real sci-fi technology that we have. There is a extra-dimensional agency that moderates this stuff. It's called the TPA. We already have lawsuits, extra-dimensional lawsuits involving this. Well, I mean, we had charges we had to fight and trade all sorts of things to and, you know, start doing some extra dimensional covert activity in exchange for not getting arrested extra dimensionally. Yeah. Amelia almost went to jail. If it wasn't for Phoenix Wright, we would have seen her behind bars because she got a hold of the portal. Yeah. Yeah. She got a hold of the portal and immediately started arms trading. (laughs) Yeah. And she doesn't have it anymore. That she better not ominous. have it anymore. <laughs> we put security measures in place. That also I, I can't ominous. control your your daughter's mastery of science fiction technology. Yeah, well, I'm making an effort to we'll um, see how we, it goes. We've also attracted some wanted and unwanted attention. Um, like I, I mentioned to you when I was trying to explain this thing to you before we started the podcast, we the, we were contacted. So we all watch Doctor Who. We're familiar with Doctor Who. But apparently when you have access to extra dimensional technology, you get involved with every extra dimensional doctor in existence, including the crazy Russian one who sends you supposed instructions for your transdimensional portal wrapped around bottles of vodka. That sounds legit. I mean, I enjoyed the vodka. It was very good. I'm still not thoroughly convinced that you guys aren't talking with me. Okay, so look, so this is one of the things we all we show all of our guests. Oh, oh I know, I know how we do it. Well, I know how we convince him. We send him someplace. Well, I I just want you to look at your keyboard and look up to the upper left hand of your keyboard. You will find a blinking light. It should be some kind of color related to your aura. Uh, that wasn't there. Wait. I just have a I just have a white backlit keyboard. Why is there a green light there? Yeah, there it is. That is no 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 no. Who? Okay, Erica, did you get back into my apartment? This isn't funny. This is not funny. Why is this here? It it is you know when when like I said we signed up for the podcast and we got this equipment and it is we I mean I call it the extra dimensional portal. I'm sure it's some kind of extra dimensional SoundCloud package. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I don't want to use my keyboard now. I'm afraid to touch it. What happens if I touch it? Nothing. Guys, I'm really. afraid. I, if you, I, I haven't activated any connections to other portals. I'm, you know, we're out of time, so we're not going to send you anywhere this time. But you know, we can discuss this more in the future. I think about where you want to go. <laughs> I don't. I really. I'm kind of worried about it. I don't want to. T- All right then. So uh- Matt gone and we will find out where he ended up in a future episode of nerd podcast radio um erica you want to wrap us up 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, today we talked about uh, Halloween. Um, we didn't really talk about like the religious aspects of it, unfortunately. Maybe we'll touch on that uh, another time. But we talked about all the fun stuff that we did um, and the things that we like and whether or not you believe in ghosts. You know, we had a lot of fun. And of course, we always enjoy our, uh, you know, what's nerdy with you. So uh, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Um, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, stay awesome. Cut me off, Brian. I was going to say, Anthony, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. I, I, oh, that's my son saying bye.